0: Hi everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: All right, welcome back. Uh, Today we are looking at Genesis 35 to 37, which is sort of going to take us from the end of Jacob being kind of the center. Jacob's not gone. Um, But it does feel a little bit like we're moving away from Jacob's story into Joseph's story. Um, So in thirty-five, we get kind of a cleanup of what's going on with Jacob. To be
0: fair, all the brothers.
1: Yes, all the brothers, and we will see a little bit of fairness. We will see them like show up here and there, doing different things, Um, sometimes good, sometimes not. (laughs) Uh, And in the middle, we get a little bit of a genealogy of Esau, and I probably said every single name incorrectly so
0: it's that. okay I'm glad I didn't read that chapter
1: <laughs> so what do you think Jenny
0: you caught me at a bad time she's
1: yawning oh boy sorry
0: <laughs> I think that I have much more compassion and just like understanding for these brothers they definitely made the wrong choice again but I see them in such a different light now knowing Just, like, the tensions that are around the family with just, like, a lot of the, like, the brokenness that comes from just, like, grafting in brothers and sisters from, like, lots of different people. Like, I'm sure there's tension in that, especially with the favoritism that seems to be just, like, running rampant in this family. Um, So I think... I see those brothers definitely in a different light now. In the past, I've always just thought of them as just, like, these jerk brothers that just are so irritated that the, the youngest is favored. Um, but I think there's so much more baggage that's connected to it. And even still, like, sweet Reuben, like, I feel bad for him because, like, he's still trying to, like, okay, guys, that's not the best decision to try to kill off our youngest brother. But let's at least just keep him alive still. Just, like, you know... He still has a heart for him, even though Jacob, in my opinion, or not Jacob, Joseph, in my opinion, is kind of a turd. Like, he just keeps talking about his dreams and all these things. I'm like, maybe he's just kind of tone deaf to the situation. Like, you don't just walk around saying that kind of stuff in an already tense family situation. We
1: are going to see exactly what he saw in those dreams Mm -hmm. play out. We are going to see that happen. Uh, Reuben is the oldest, right? I think.
0: I think so, yeah. And so,
1: even, even the the relationship between Reuben and Joseph would be interesting because Joseph is being treated in a way that would be reserved for the yep. oldest. Yep. And so Reuben is, in this story... Being somewhat honoring and trying to preserve what's going on, mm-hmm. uh, we will see him when he realizes that Joseph is gone. Like tear his.
0: Yeah, he's actually garments. really mad about it. Like the, the question sad.
1: is, what is he mad about? Is he mad that Joseph is gone, or is he mad that he's going to get in a lot of trouble because I Joseph is gone?
0: It might fine. be a mix of both. That's just my opinion. Because he, like, he already has the like compassion for his brother in the first place to say, "Hey, let's not kill him." Like that's crazy talk.
1: Yeah. And then <laughs> dear old Judah is like, "Yeah, let's sell him."
0: Oh my word Which Judah's not the best dude No, it doesn't sound like it But I think overall I think that was like my big My big takeaway I'm like appreciating different characters so much more As we're reading through this And the brothers I just see them in a much different light And I see Joseph in a very different light too 'Cause like I said, it just feels like he is a little bit tone deaf. Like, okay, if you're know. having those dreams, great. But like if you know it's gonna take everybody else off, like that would not be my ideal I first don't know. thing to say.
1: I do think that's like the Sunday school interpretation. Like I've heard that before. And uh, but I'm also like, man, this guy's receiving dreams from the Lord. Like what's he supposed to do with them? Like, okay, I'm gonna keep this. Go as...
0: talk to Dad. He likes you know. a lot anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, go talk to Dad. <laughs> uh
0: one thing I was interested in though too is like, um I never realized that Rachel died so suddenly and that Benjamin is just kind of like a no-show character kind of after that.
1: No, no, no. No, he eventually
0: comes back around. But, like, in this instance, like, where's Benjamin?
1: Well, because he's little. He's very little.
0: Yeah, but he doesn't even still have, like, that, like, Joseph is still the favored son regardless. Yes. Not even Benjamin.
1: However, the next time we hear of Benjamin, Benjamin will be the favored son.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But only because,
1: because he thought because the other one was dead. Was gone. But, yeah. Um couple things. Um one, we were so excited about Joseph, we jumped right into thirty seven. So in thirty five, uh kind of like the little bit of wrap up about Jacob is another blessing from God. Like God has revealed himself to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob so many times. Um, but in Genesis thirty five, verse eleven, he this is God blessing uh, Jacob. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. Again, that's that's from the beginning of Genesis. Like, that's what mm-hmm. God told Adam. Um, a nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. Um, this is that mm. continued promise that kings will be coming. Now, to the immediate audience, the Israelites leaving Egypt, that would have been very interesting because they're slaves leaving Egypt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have become very important when David comes to the mm-hmm. throne um, the, the line of kings that come after him. But it's very important to us because this is an allusion to Jesus. Like Genesis oh, Jesus. is full of things that point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get this uh, little bit of a uh, catch up on all of Esau's descendants. Uh, that's just giving the people the shape of who's around them.
0: And almost credibility too.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, and then we jump into this this story of Joseph and his dream, which we've already talked about. Um so and this
0: is not gonna be the only time that he has dreams either.
1: Oh no, he has he lost has dreams. Many, many dreams uh, well, and
0: one, interprets them.
1: One of the things I'm noticing reading through this is that many of these characters hear from God through dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh and I, I'm continuing to think about Joel More
0: physical encounters.
1: Joel too is what Peter preaches in Acts two when the Holy Spirit comes on the people and he says that like there's a, a new thing coming where the Old men will dream dreams and the young Uh, men will get visions, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But essentially, like, God communicates through dreams. I don't want to hate on that at all. I think that God does do that.
0: It's just, when is it appropriate to tell people they hate you?
1: (laughs) Jenny has a real problem with this. When are (laughs) are you allowed to tell people about your dreams?
0: I think birth order stuff is very interesting to me. And I typically put, like, a lot of these situations into my own, um, like, thinking of my own children. I'm like, oh my word, I my heart would hurt for some of these kids that are just like, meh, whatever. Something that's exciting to look forward to is where we see Joseph kind of land next. So this is kind of like a, like a cliffhanger here, but we know that he goes to Egypt. We know that he is um, sold off to an important person in Egypt. So it's kind of like... This crazy twist of events that leads us to, again, this spot like, whoa, how did how did he land there of all the places to be out of such a crazy situation? Um, yeah, so it's exciting to see what we'll...
1: God is uh, going to use this story. crazy situation mm-hmm. to preserve his people and keep his promise. Because mm-hmm. the
0: likelihood of like getting sold off as a slave, tossed in with some of these like, rando... Camels and whatever that are being taken into Egypt, and he just so happens to like end up in that spot. It's just like, what are the odds?
1: So, do you have a takeaway from today?
0: I would say that very same thing. Like, yeah. we find ourselves in these situations where there's so much bad, but good still manages to come from it because it's like it's part of God's. Spot. and not always good things happen, but like God's goodness still prevails, and like His faithfulness. Just it it always is there, so I think no matter what we're going through,
1: God is working together yeah. for our good.
0: And it's like I oftentimes find myself saying that, like, what are the odds that this worked out for like the favor of what God wanted? I mean, obviously it does, but I still find myself just like shocked by it sometimes. And I think that's probably um, where Joseph might he might have been feeling some of those same things, like, holy cow. This is terrible, this is awful, but how did I manage to end up in this spot? Mm -hmm. And that'll even become more and more true as we read. Anyway, so hopefully that is helpful to you today. Uh, We're excited to jump back into this tomorrow, and like we always say, read this for yourself. See if if there's anything that pops out to you that's new or exciting. Uh, Understand these characters in a different light. Um, Yeah, anyway, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Genesis 35 God said to Jacob, Arise and go to Bethel and dwell there. Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob went to his household and to all who were with him Put away the foreign gods that are among you, and purify yourselves and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, so that I may make there an altar to the God who answers me in the day of my distress, and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, and the rings that were in their ears. Jacob hid them under the terabith tree that was near Shechem. And as they journeyed, a terror from God fell upon the cities that were around them, so that they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. And Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And there he built an altar and called that place Bethel, because there God revealed himself to him when he had fled from his brother. And Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died, and she was buried under the oak tree beneath Bethel. So he called its name Alon-Bakuth. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padan Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty, be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall come from you, and kings shall come from your own body. The land that I give to Abraham and Isaac I will give to you, and I will give the land to your offspring after you. Then God went up from him in the place where he had spoken with him, and Jacob set up an altar in the place where he had spoken with him, a pillar of stone. He poured out a drink offering on it and poured oil on it. So Jacob called the name of that place where God had spoken with him, Bethel. Then they journeyed from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel went into labor, and she had hard labor. And when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for you have another son. And as her soul was departing, for she was dying, she called his name Ben-Onai, and his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died, and she was buried on the way to Ephrath. Ephrath, that is, Bethlehem. And Jacob set up a pillar over her tomb. It is the pillar of Rachel's tomb, which is there to this day. Israel journeyed on and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Ader While Israel lived in that land, Reuben went and lay with Bala, his father's concubine. And Israel heard of it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve, the sons of Leah, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar and Zebulun, the sons of Rachel, Joseph and Benjamin, the sons of Belah, Rachel's servant, Dan and Naphtali, the sons of Zilpah, Zilpah, Leah's servant, Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob who were born to him in Padan Aram. And Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kiriath Arabah, that is Hebron, where Abram and I, Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. Now the days of Isaac were 180 years, and Isaac breathed his last, and he died, and was gathered to his people old and full of days, and his sons Esau and Jacob buried him.
1: These are the generations of Esau, that is Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites. Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Ohilabama, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibeon, the Hivite, and Basamath, Ishmael's daughter, the sister of Nabioth, and Ada born to Esau, Eliphaz, Basmath bore Reu, and Ohibalmah bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the members of his household, his livestock, all his beasts, and all his property that he had acquired in the land of Canaan. He went into a land away from his brother Jacob, for their possessions were too great for them to dwell together. The land of their sojournings could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau settled in the hill country of Seir. These are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in the hill country of Seir. These are the names of Esau's sons. Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau. Reuel, the son of Besamath, the wife of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz were Taman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Canaz. Timnah was born a concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son. She bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These are the sons of Adah, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Reuel: Nahath, Zerah, Shemath and Mizah. These are the sons of Besmath, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Ohibalmah, the daughter of Anna, the daughter of Zibion, Esau's wife. She bore to Esau Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn of Esau. The chiefs Taman, Omar, Zepho, Kenaz, Korah, Gatam, and Amalek. These are the chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Adah. These are the sons of Reuel, Esau's son, the chief Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Mizah. These are the chiefs of Reuel in the land of Edom. These are the sons of Besamoth, Esau's wife. These are the sons of Hohamah, Esau's wife. The chiefs, Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These are the chiefs born of Hohamah, the daughter of Anna, Esau's wife these are the sons of Esau, that is Edom, and these are their chiefs. These are the sons of Ser, the Horite, the inhabitants of the land, Lotan, Shobal, Zibeon, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishan. These are the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Ser in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Hori and Hinnom, and Lotan's sister was Timnah. These are the sons of Shobal, Alvan, Manahath, Ebal. Shepho, and Onim. These are the sons of Zibion, Ai, and Anna. He is the Anna who found the hot springs in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of Zibion his father. These are the children of Anna. Dishon, Ohilma, the daughter of Anna. These are the sons of Dishon. Hemdan, Eshban, Ethran, and Sharon. These are the sons of Ezer. Bilhan, Zavan, and Akon. These are the sons of Dishon, Uz, and Aran. These are the chiefs of the Horites, the chiefs Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishon, Ezer, and Dishon. These are the chiefs of the Horites, chief by chief in the land of Ser. These are the kings who reigned in the land of Edom, before any king reigned over the Israelites. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom. The name of his city is Dinabah. Bela died, and Johab, the son of Zerah, of Bosra, reigned in his place. Jobab died, and Husham, of the land of the Temanites, reigned in his place. Husham died, and Hadad, the son of Badad, who defeated Midian in the country of Moab, reigned in his place, the name of his city being Aveth. Hadad died, and Samlah of Masrah reigned in his place. Samlah died, and Shaul of Rehoboth in the Euphrates reigned in his place. Shaul died, and Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his place. Baal-Hanan, the son of Akbor, died, and Hadar reigned in his place, the name of his city being Pau. His wife's names were Mehatbul, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mazahab. These are the names of the chiefs of Esau, according to their clans and their dwelling places, by their names. The chiefs Timnah, Alva, Jehath, Ohalama, Elah, Pinon. Kenaz, Teman, Mibzar, Magdiel, and Iram; These are the chiefs of Edom, that is Esau, the father of Edom, according to their dwelling places in the land of their possession.
0: Jacob lived in the land of his father's sojournings, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was pasturing the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bila and Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them on their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any other of his sons, because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a robe of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers— They hated him even more. He said to them, Hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright, and behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. His brothers said to him, Are you indeed to reign over us, or are you indeed to rule over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed another dream. Behold, the sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. But when he had told it to his father and to his brothers, his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves on the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the saying in mind. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, "'Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem?' "'Come, I will send you to them.' And he said to him, "'Here I am.' So he said to him, "'Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring me word.' So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and came to Shechem. And a man found him wandering in the fields, and the man asked him, "'What are you seeking?' "'I am seeking my brothers,' he said. Tell me, please, where are they pasturing the flock? And the man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went for his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him. And we will see what will become of his dreams. But when, Reb- when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood. Throw him into the pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore and he and took him and threw him into a pit the pit was empty there was no water in it then they sat down to eat and looking up they saw a caravan of ishmaelites coming from gilead where their camels were bearing gum balm and myrrh on their way to carry it down to egypt then judah said to his brothers what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood come let us sell him to the ishmaelites and let Not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then Midianite traders passed by, and they drew drew Joseph up and lifted him up out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for twenty shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. When Reuben returned to the pit and saw that Joseph was not in the pit, he tore his clothes and returned to his brothers and said, The boy is gone, and I, where shall I go? Then they took Joseph's robe and slaughtered a goat and dipped the robe in the blood. And then they sent the robe of many colors and brought it to their father and said, This we have found. Please identify whether it's your son's robe or not. And he identified it and said, It is my son's robe. A fierce animal has devoured him. Joseph is without doubt torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his garments and put sackcloth on his loins and murmured for and mourned for days for his son. All his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted and said, No, I shall go down to Sheol to my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard.
1: Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.